What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Championship Leadership Podcast. I'm excited. Today, we have Luis Ryan Diaz from Austin, Texas, getting ready to move here shortly to uh, the great state of California. But uh, thanks for being here, man. I really appreciate it. I'm excited to have you. Nate, thanks so much for having me on, man. It's, uh, it's, it's a cool. I'm in a bit of a different space, like I was mentioning before. But, um, but yeah, are you in, are you in uh, Cali? Or are you no, more? I'm in Minnesota. Okay, I'm in Iowa right now. So... Oh, you are? No kidding. Close to you. Yeah, man. Yeah, really close. Where in Iowa? Uh, Waterloo. Okay. Yeah, very close, actually. I'm just outside of Rochester, so not uh, probably like an hour and a half, maybe maybe two hours to Waterloo from here. So that's crazy. Yeah. Maybe we should get together here before you, uh, before you leave. Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, that's um, the first question I'd like to ask as we get into this to kind of start the conversation off is, Championship leadership is the name of the podcast. So, you know, what comes to mind for you? What does championship leadership mean to you when you hear that? Man, that that brings me back to my football days. Um, yes. A few, few about a decade ago, I was playing high school football. Um, had an opportunity to play at Fordham University as a punt returner and a kid and a and a running back. And okay. I didn't take it because I went for grades. But I had an amazing coach. I had some amazing mentors and coaches who were like the the guys before the business coaches that I ran into and it talks about championship leadership. And it was really about putting like laying down for the greater cause, like laying down for the wind and putting your team, putting other people in front of you and really putting your own selfish desires, your own agenda aside for the greater good. And yeah, yeah. I still, I'm still friends with one of my main coaches who taught me that. And, um, you know, it's been something that he's been one of my best mentors along the years. So that championship leadership, when I heard your podcast, I was like, man, that's a great question to start off with. Cause I heard him, you've asked that before. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it brought me back to the days of football when I learned about like, there's 52 other guys in this team and you have to put what we're all pushing for the movement before yourself. Yeah. And make this thing work. Yeah. So true. Right. I mean, I think, you know, I've, I've been lucky enough. To, I played some college football and in, in high school and been in athletic sports my, my entire life for the most part. And always 
the teams that won that were special were were those teams that they like just had an yeah. incredible bond. They were they were like family, and and uh, I think in those situations, you, you can't. No one is bigger, better than the team itself, and yeah. uh, those are the ones that thrive absolutely. So yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. What's um? Why don't you tell us a little bit more about you and who you are? Like you know, you came into my world. We talked a little bit. I got your book right here. How to, how to get your first 100 podcast downloads in 100 days. And uh, a good friend of mine, Brian Agnew. Shout out to B Agnew if you're listening uh, in Austin, Texas. You guys connected. He told me about you. He was raving about you. Checked out your book and and uh, put a special request to get a hard copy. Uh, and somehow I, I'm, I was able to finagle that. So I appreciate it. But uh, when I saw that you're looking to come on some shows, I was, I hopped at the chance to, to have you on. So maybe you could tell us a little bit more about you and kind of your story, the path that you've been on to get to where you are today and, and let us know what it is that you are up to today. Sure. Absolutely. So um, coming out of, I'll start from college, coming out of college, I was set to go on a trajectory that was not going to end up probably very good in my eyes in the grand scheme of things. Um, so I grew up in a, in a restaurant business. My parents owned restaurants and I was always working in the back of the house. And I thought like, that's my path. Like that's what the world set out for me. My family's already made a way there. I'm just going to go and run the restaurant and be happy. And, you know, getting into college, I learned the nitty gritty of that industry. And I realized that like, man, like this is not for me. Like, this is not what I want to do. Um, I took some internships and realized really quick that, this is not like, <laughs> this is, doesn't fit me, doesn't fit what I want to yeah. do. I keep going this route. I was going to be either unhappy or dead. And I was like, well, this is definitely not this. This is not where I want to be, obviously. So um, around senior year in high school or college, this was probably 2014. Yeah, 2013, 2014. Um, I started to, to really figure out like, okay, well, this sucks. But what do I like doing with my time? And it all kind of led to the gym and led to health and fitness and training. Uh, as we talked before, I, I was an athlete, just like you were in high school and did never really left that. That never really left me. So uh, I was like, let me go be a trainer. So I love training and helping people and working out. So that led me into the training space. And you've seen it now, like online training is a huge thing. Back in 2014 and 15, it was just kind of starting to be yeah. a bit bigger and starting yeah. to be really a thing back then. So that's, that's where I kind of got my foothold in online training and online and business online, which is obviously not what I do now, but that world was my, almost my gateway drug into getting into what I'm doing now, podcasting. So, um, I had a, funny enough, I had an internship with Marriott and it was at their residence, one of the residents in locations in Orlando. And every night, like you, as a night auditor, what I work, you spend, you go to work at 11, you go, you go to bed at 7 a.m. <laughs> which is really, I mean, for a college student at the time, that's kind of normal. But yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not up, doing, you know, up, up late working, I'm up late partying. So yeah, yeah. Okay. But uh, I spent the whole night, I, I kid you not, like I would finish my work in an hour and then I would simply um, go and watch like Arnold Schwarzenegger videos or video podcasts on entrepreneurship or like for hours and hours. And um, that kind of, I realized I hated hospitality through that internship and also that I really liked it, this online entrepreneurship thing. So after realizing that the fitness thing was great, but you, if you wanted to scale it and grow, it had to be online. I started to seek mentors. And I think that was a big, a big thing for me because it's coming out of 
you know, where I was from in West Palm Beach in South Florida, no one talked about mentors or they didn't talk about you should go and hire a guy to coach you because he's already been there. It was go to school, go to college, get a job. Like most people have been told, which yeah. is fine for some people if you're going to be a doctor. But the whole idea of mentors and coaching was completely new to me. And um, it was something that I was like, okay, well, definitely not something my parents would have told me to do, but it's definitely something I see other successful people are doing. They're hiring mentors or finding people who have done it. They've gone to the glory land before and now they're leading people to it. So around 2015, 2016, I started getting into like figuring out how do I build this online business from a, as a fitness, fitness coach. And then I ran into a really cool guy named Vince Del Monte. And Vince was the first guy who was honest enough with me to say, hey, you're not that good at fitness. You're, <laughs> you're, you're average at best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but you have a podcast. I'd started a podcast along the way. And um, he's like, why don't you charge people to help them with their podcast? And I, at the time, I had been trying to, to create an info product. I was doing online coaching. Um, the only successful thing I would say to that date that I'd done, Nate, was, was launch this podcast. I got some good traffic. That was it. And I really didn't see it as such a feat because I just, I followed a course and I did it. So I didn't think that like anyone else could do it. Didn't see any value, inherent value to it. Didn't realize people were going to pay money to do that stuff. Um, but it was that honesty from a coach who I had paid for that gave me the pivot or else who knows, I may have been still doing fitness stuff today and struggling. So yeah. Um, that coach was the first guy who helped me pivot into moving into something that's I'm good at. I can help people with, I can make a bigger impact. I can create a, create a living out of, and that's, that's how I got here and into, into where we're at today and helping people with podcasting, helping them grow their online following through audio. So um, that's kind of the, the long and short. There's a lot of other mentors along the way and a ton of failures we can totally get into later. But um, that's kind of my transition from uh, a, <laughs> broken, uh, lost, um, college kid to, uh, semi-decent, uh, human being. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I love it. That's a great story. What, well, tell us a little bit more about exactly what, what it is that you're doing right now. Sure. So right now, um, I've got a t amazing team of people who, um, help me help entrepreneurs launch, grow and monetize podcasts. And, um, it's not as sexy as, as fast as it sounds, but, um, we basically help people take their ideas for podcasts and launch them into shows that can bring them clients, that can bring them, um, help them brand and position themselves better and um, help them actually stand out in their space as an authority figure and a go-to figure. Um, and now, a lot of times with the way we do business online too, you, people need to trust you before they give you money, before they open their wallet. Um, I've found, I've, I think I hired one of my first mentors not miss someone else through a podcast because I was so, I trusted the guy. I knew he, I liked what he said. I yeah. understood his methodology. Um, so I knew firsthand that it worked. And nowadays in business, I'm finding that trust is one of the biggest things that's missing from why people aren't converting on a sales page or they aren't signing up for your program. They don't think you yeah. can get there. They don't think they, right. you're the guy or gal who can get them to the promised land. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so pod podcasting is what we do. We help people launch it, launch the shows and maintain them and help them grow them um, as well. So that's uh, the long and short. Um, but we'll, yeah. how we uh, help people yeah, nowadays. What was that? What was that first podcast that you were doing back when you had the fitness business and you were struggling along? What was that? What was the podcast? Was, 
So the first one failed. That was called High Performance Habits, which is okay. now uh, the name of um, Brendan Burchard's. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's, I should have kept it. Um, yeah. The second one was that took off was Ask the Ab Guy. Um, okay. I realized that the only thing I was good at, I wasn't really good at building muscle, but I could help people get abs. And that's okay. where 95% of my, cl- my customers are asking. They're like, how do I lose this? Yeah. How do I lose this gut? So I was like, let's just help people with what they need help with right now and not try to be so broad. So that was the most successful one, Ask the Ab Guy. And then it kind of morphed into some other things. But um, that feels was- like you could make a killing being the Ask the Ab Guy, helping people get abs. Isn't that what everyone wants? Like they yeah. want to have abs. It definitely was. Nowadays, yeah. it's a lot more competitive. I agree. I tell yeah. you that, you yeah. know, but, um, but back then it was, it was, it was easy. The format was like, Hey, you have a question. I answer it. Kind of like Gary V style. Yeah. One of the easiest forms of, of ways to serve an audience is to just simply answer their questions and, and sourcing those questions, getting people to create a dialogue. So, mm-hmm. um, so that, that for me was, a, that was the whole strategy. Like, let's just answer people's questions and be super helpful. If you're not Gary Vee, is it hard to get people to ask you the questions? Um, it can be, definitely. I definitely had to do some outbound, like, hey, like, what questions do you have around yeah. Yeah. Um, health and fitness, fat loss, looking at reddit.com for like different threads, looking in yeah. Facebook groups. So you definitely have to source them if you're not yeah. the household Gary V's. But I had enough clients, I had a handful of clients to like, I could yeah. just ask, like, yeah, biggest problems. <laughs> right, right. No doubt. You know? Yeah. Um, What's uh? Who are some championship leaders that you know? Coaches, mentors. I know you've talked about a few of them already. You know who who are they? But more more so, like what what is it about them? What's the characteristics that have really stood out to you? Uh, that maybe even if uh, you've taken to help mold and adapt who you yeah. are as a championship leader. Man, that's such a great, great, great question. I think one of them is humility. Like they never get like high off their own supply. They're never too good to do something for somebody on their team or help some public team member out or, you know, or, or take the hit or take the fall. So I think humility, like they know that they got here, not by like, maybe not by their own works. Like it's not, they're not a self-made whoever. So they're very humiliating. Like they're very um, self-aware, like mm-hmm. self-aware, you know, like, Hey, this could all go away tomorrow. You know, yeah. it could all go away tomorrow. So, so I think those couple of things that the leaders I've followed and really appreciated uh, have had. And then the other side of that is this a very, very strong hunger to be the best and to bring everybody else who is with them along with for the ride to being their best too. Like yeah. Michael Jordan, um, I was fortunate enough to briefly meet his, his trainer. Uh, gosh, I'm blank. I'm blank. Tim Grover. Tim Grover. Yeah. At a, at a, at a Chicago mastermind. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, Michael Jordan was one of those guys who he never, like you, you couldn't show up and, and, you know, and dog a training or a workout. Like he would call you out for it. Yeah. So yeah. I think he wasn't the best, like maybe like the best uh, cheerleader for team members, but he was yeah. one heck of a leader in terms of like how he made you show up to the game. And I think that's yeah. a great thing to do. They help you raise your level of game. Yeah, absolutely. What is, uh, you know, what's, What's the vision or the mission, the impact, I guess I would say more so that you really want to make here in the near future? I think championship leaders, you know, you mentioned one, obviously Michael Jordan had a, had a thirst to win and, and to succeed yeah. and, and to, to dominate. 
And uh, year after year, it didn't matter. Like if he won one, he wanted another one. And there's a lot of people that win one and and they're kind of good. You see it often. Um, It's rare for those to really show up and be able to do it time and time again, especially when you're at the top of of the best of the best in the world are coming after you. Mm -hmm. Um, What's, what's that vision for you? The impact I know you've already worked with, with some big recognizable names in the industry, uh, helping them inside of the podcast game and, um, but uh, yeah, what's, what's, what's the vision impact that you want to make over the next, let's say, even five years? It's a great question. Great, great question. I think um, impact-wise, I, like I like to be the bridge. I like to be a connector. One of the like, like podcasting superpower that's beyond all of the, the hype for the positioning and recognition you get is the, the connections and relationships you make. Um, case in point, I had a good friend of mine who... Thanks to some podcast connections, I was able to get him connected to uh, the, one of the former Sharks. Forget his name. He's from, he's from Cincinnati, though. Oh, uh, gosh. Anyways, it was a former Shark on Shark Tank. Yeah. And um, through a couple connections I made, I, he, was, he got uh, funded, privately funded by this guy who was a former Shark. And, and that was amazing. I was like, wow. And that was because of podcast connections I had made over the years. Wow. Yeah. And he, he texted me, he's like, man, thank you so much for yeah. connecting me. Like, I, I owe you so much. And I was like, hey, <laughs> I didn't do anything. I just connected you. And six months later, he invested in your company. So that is the connect. I like to be the bridge. Like, I want to have more text messages like that. Like, hey, because yeah. X, Y, and Z you connected me with, you changed my life. Thank you. And uh, I think that's the biggest thing. I don't care. I like, I'd love to have a bigger audience and a great raving fans, but more importantly, waking up with more text messages like that are, uh, that's the kind of impact I want to make. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. What's, um, how do you do that? Great question. Uh, so, you know, I think you, um, there's a strategy that Jay Abraham uses called the, it's called the preeminence, um, strategy, which okay. is basically a philosophy of living for life. One of the things is like, one of the main core tenets of that philosophy is leave people better than how you found them. Yeah. You know, if you leave yeah. people better than how you found them, chances are they're going to do business with you. They're going to refer you to people. They're going to get people to like you. Um, they're going to talk about you and rave about you. So one of the things I think is having this preeminent strategy and, and like for people looking up, want to know what that more about that, just type in on Google, uh, Jay Abraham and then preeminence strategy. And uh, he's like a whole free talk on it. But sure. at the core of it, it's like, hey, leave people better than how you found them. Mm-hmm. And if you do that on every podcast interview you're at, every interview you, you, you host, um, every person you meet, like you will build a huge tribe of people and fans and friends. So when it comes to connecting and, and like, Hey, like, how do I like, um, build a, a kind of a network? I do it like that. I also have a, uh, I keep a, a Google full Excel sheet of like all of my contacts and people that I want to make sure I keep like the relationship open with yeah. and I'll hit them up you know, every now and then, or they'll hit me up. Like they, they're good network mar- uh, you know, marketers as well and networkers. So I have an Excel sheet that does, that has all the names of people and their email. And I look through it and like, okay, I haven't talked to this person in a while. Let me go talk to them and just see what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. So another simple strategy that, um, it's even been used by presidents. I think Bill Clinton did that yeah. <laughs> before he like did like, you know, random connect calls. Monica Lewinsky was at the top of that list. <laughs> yeah. no, <sorry. laughs> right. oh, I had to, sorry. Uh, <laughs> you can help it, right? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. there. It's there. 
<laughs> no, I love that. That's great. You know, I mean, it's a simple strategy, but it's like, yeah, how many people are actually taking the time to to do something like that? So that's that's uh, it often is the simplest uh, things that yeah. work the best, right? It's ridiculously simple, and um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's always like a trade off. It's like person may never return reciprocate. The person may never um, feel the same way about you, but um, it's like, I think the law of averages, like if you do it enough times, it's going to come back to you and it's going to make an impact in your life. 10 X somewhere or another. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's a great book. I think it's called go giver or go givers that uh, very, very similar uh, philosophy, I believe. So just giving back to people, creating a ton of value and, and uh, seeing it come back to you at in some form or fashion down the road. What's um, we'll, we'll switch gears here a little bit then. And, and let's, let's talk about what I like to call like a critical moment or a defining moment in your life. Kind of that fork in the road where, you know, had you made a different yeah. decision, you could be very different place in life. Sure. Um, you know, is there a moment or two that comes to mind for you that you could share with the listeners? Yeah, absolutely. So in, I don't know what it was, 2015 or so, um, I was just coming out of college. I was broke, living at home. I was working for my parents still. Luckily, I was, thank God I had that job. Yeah. And um, I, I was into like the online marketing spaces, like trying to grow and just someone who just wanted to learn. I spent $5,000 on this event. I think it was a three or two day event. And I didn't learn anything from it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was such advanced marketing. It was way over my head. Like now I could probably help. I could probably make some, you know, make my money back on that really fast. But yeah, I had no idea. I had no funnel. I had no audience. So this stuff was way over my head. So that was a wash. But the one thing that came out of that mastermind, because there's like five other guys, five or six other people in there. And these are all millionaires. And it was me and my buddy who were broke as a joke, both of us trying to figure out this thing. And um, the the defining moment was when one of the guys who I had been looking up to, because like, imagine being surrounded in like a room of five or 10 people and like, they're all huge icons that you know in your space. Yeah. Just a nobody. You're like, holy crap, I'm sitting next to <laughs> um, that, That's kind of how it was. And I was like, okay, cool. But I had a podcast at the time and I was running it, decently successful. None of these guys could care. But one of the dudes who I'd look up to mentioned something in the, in the talk. He mentioned like in his like session that um, I got to get my podcast back running or, you know, it's, we haven't found a, someone to help us with that yet. And I was like, well, I've never really ran someone else's podcast. I barely know how to do this myself. But if I stick out my neck and act like I know what I'm doing and I can, probably, I can figure it out. I know I can figure it out. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't have the steps right now. I can probably like get my work my way into his, his, his world. So at a, one of the breakout sessions, we're like drinking something. And this, this guy I'm talking about, his, his name is Ben Bukowski. He's like 300 pounds, bodybuilder, absolutely ripped, very intimidating, bald head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he looks like a bouncer at a club. Yeah. And the dude is like, he's an awesome dude, but he's scary. So yeah. I had no idea who he was. He didn't know who I was. Some skinny kid coming up to him asking him about his podcast. <laughs> I said, Hey, um, I heard you need help with your podcast. Uh, I'd be happy to do it for free and just help you out because I love your work and love what you're doing. So he's like, Okay, dude, whatever. Cool. Um, email me after this event and we'll get started. You know, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll like kind of interview you. Yeah. So I do that. And, um, the, the crazy thing happened was I worked for free for like 10 months. We ended up taking that show from like 33,000 downloads a month to 110. 
And that was kind of the, the case study that I used to get all of my clients. Wow. Now, I not had the courage to say something to him. I may not have ever had the opportunity. Nobody, is, this may not even be happening right now. So, so that was the big turning moment because I was super scared about asking him because I was like, what if he says no? That looks stupid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, so had, and you were offering to help them for free. <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah. Like you can't say no to that. I mean, yeah. Right. You know, I try to make it a no brainer offer. Yeah, yeah. But I think I told him, I'm like, Hey, all you have to do is record it, send it to me and do, I'll do everything else. I'll do all the work for you. So that was, I was trying to make it as like, as, 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 um, irresistible as off as, as possible. Yeah, no doubt. And, uh, and it worked. And, um, but that was like the, the case study of the proof that I needed to get my foot into the door of everyone else. Yeah, huge, right? World, so that was the big epiphany or kind of like big moment. Yeah, thank you. That's great. Uh, great story. What? Uh, well, let's talk just a little bit about podcasts. There's a lot of, you know, I think there's a, a good amount of folks that probably have a podcast listening to this, and, sure. and some that are probably have been thinking about it forever, right? And just haven't done it. Kind of like the the book. Yeah, been thinking about writing a book for a long time, but never have actually done it. Yeah. What What's the important piece? Like, you know, I know your book is talking about getting to a, a hundred thousand downloads in a hundred days, and um, I know being in this game as long as I have this uh, two years now on this show. Yeah, I'm not at a hundred thousand yet, but it's it's growing. It's growing slowly. It's growing a little quicker lately. Um, but it's yeah. I don't know. I mean, it like what what's what's really important in inside of a podcast is you know some people like want to want to monetize it, downloads, how do you get downloads? Uh, maybe yeah. just give us a little one-on-one real quick on what's really, truly important when you're first getting yeah. started in the, in the podcast world. Absolutely. So and it's just funny. I get this question all the time, but for me, it changes over time as I learn new things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I look at, if you look at a podcast like a product, it's a lot easier to figure out how to sell it, how to market, how to monetize it. Um, so my, my always approach and my approach is to look at it like a product, act like you're selling this thing. Yeah. When it comes to selling this thing. You need three things that need to really be a fit to make it, to make money out of it, to make it grow. Um, and to be successful with it. Number one is you need to understand like, what problem are you solving? Mm-hmm. If your podcast is to solve a problem and the audience yeah. know you're here to solve a problem, they really don't have a need because people are driven mostly by fear. Yeah. Some people are driven by success and like they, they're go-getters, but most people are driven by fear. Um, so what's a problem that you're solving for your market? Number two, who the heck are you serving? There's mm-hmm. a lot of podcasts that aspire to be almost like a Lewis House, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. However, that model's already been taken and those guys have done amazing stuff with it. So if you're trying to compete with people with huge budgets, huge influence, huge email lists, it's really, really hard. Yeah. You know, really hard. So Having the problem down, what's the problem you're solving, what you're good at solving, what do you, what do you love talking about all day? For me, it's podcasting. I love talking to yeah. people about podcasts, do it all day. Number two, who the person you're solving? What's their situation right now? What are they currently struggling with? Where are they at their lives? What podcasts do they listen to? Understanding all that stuff and where that ties in is number two. And the third thing is like the promise. So the promise is just like a product. It's like, you know, get your, you know, get your first you know, get a hundred thousand dollars guaranteed if it's like a payday loan type of service, you know? Um, so what's the promise you have to your listeners? Is it, they're going to learn three actionable steps to solve their finance problems in 30 minutes. You know, is it every episode we bring on one expert who's going to teach you how to, how to um, write better emails or how to get your next dream job. So uh-huh. what 
what's the, the promise that you're giving to the listener in every single episode? Um, because most people don't want to stick around to a 45 and 60 minute episode. If it's like, if they just know it's a good interview, but there's, it's not specific. So yeah. the same rules that apply to selling a product apply to marketing a podcast. Person, problem, promise. If you have three, if those are a match, then you can have a really su- successful podcast. Now, doesn't mean you're getting 100,000 downloads. Right. Uh, but <laughs> it, <laughs> it does make it easier to get sponsorships, to, to monetize, to get coaching clients, to yeah. build a very strong brand positioning inside of a, a niche that you've carved yeah. out. Because people know exactly like who you're talking to and what you're going to help them with. Mm-hmm. So those are the three big things I think anyone coming to the podcast and to nail those three, everything else is much easier. Yeah, I love it. That's huge. That's 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 gold. I appreciate that. Thank you. What's well, um as we start to wrap this up here, well, like if there were one or two things that you could give the listeners that like if they were to implement today it would help them move their life forward today, you know, what would that be? Man, that's a great one. It would be find someone that has done it before you like someone who's done yeah. what you're doing or what you want to do that can do it. That's done it better than you. That's done it a million times over that can show you the pathway because the most frustrating thing as an entrepreneur is to wake up every day and realize that you're not moving forward or feel like you're stuck or feel like you're, you're going backwards. So, and then think a lot of times people are afraid to find that coach or that mentor, uh, out of, because of money. You know, I, I think I challenge people to like, look at like, what's your life going to be like if you don't have that mentorship or guidance, because it's going to be a lot harder yeah, um, to find people. So yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is like find someone who's done it before you. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love it. Um, beautiful. What, what are a few ways that we can, uh, the listeners find out more about you, what you're up to and, uh, follow you. Um, you know what I think, so that book you have, you've got there that yeah. uh, I'd love to give that away to people. Um, unfortunately not the, not the actual hard copy version, but we can give right. them away same exact content. Um, that's a PDF version and you gotta um, be special to get yeah. one hard copy. This is like the only right? one in print. I had to, I had to call, I'd call in favors, uh, yeah. and do a lot of crazy things to get this book. So yeah. Right. <laughs> interesting and stuff right <laughs> um yeah those are limited edition for sure yeah. <laughs> gonna order another another couple another couple dozen so yeah um, but the content's still available um podcast where you can find it is podcastdomination.co forward slash pdf and i'll we'll make sure we link it so it's in the show notes yeah. for everybody. but um yeah that's for the best place to just get that book and then um you'll jump into my world through doing that too I'll cool emails as well so nate thank awesome. you so much. this has been awesome yeah. thank you lewis man it's been uh it's been an honor to have you here and and it's it's been fun so i really appreciate it have a great day you too Let's go. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. 
When I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera, I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for. I'm gonna be a leader, I'm a leader, wait, cause I'm a firm believer. We can do anything we want. If I said it, then I meant it, I probably already did it. Consider it done. Consider it done. If you need some inspiration, you should play this championship leadership podcast.